All right. Here we go. Episode two of the Shadow Falls podcast. It's your boy, that damn Darce. Um, this week, Tomb Raider, or rather, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, is going to be the, uh, the subject of discussion here. Now, this game, uh, played it last week, finished it up. This game is so hard to describe. <laughs> it's so it's so hard to talk about because it's not a great game. And um, it's really hard to pinpoint what's actually wrong with it because there isn't anything really wrong with it. Visually, it's fantastic. Sound is great. Combat is nice. Um, the story is whatever. Kind of boring. Laura herself is whatever. Still, three games now. Kind of boring. And I guess that's the main problem with it. Is that it's just sort of fine. It's not terrible. And it's not all that interesting. It's just very, like... I guess I will use the word adequate. Um, Just something to play. It's not incredibly, again, it's not it's not incredibly interesting. Not all that different from the last one either. Um, where should I start? I guess I could start with like the combat. Um, not a whole lot of it, which is weird considering how many skills Laura gets. And I say Laura. I'm sorry about the pronunciation, but fuck it, they say it in the game. <laughs> Anyway, Laura, she um, she gets a lot of combat skills, but you don't actually get into that many combat encounters. It's actually really light on combat this time. The bulk of the encounters were like enemies, regular mercenary dudes and whatnot, which is also a problem with the game, is Trinity. It's just not that interesting of an enemy. But yeah, the combat, or the stealth, I mean, there's a lot of stealth. There's a lot of stealth. But the problem with the stealth is, is that it's not good stealth. The stealth wouldn't be that bad if, like, the uh, the AI was better, but it's not. It's not great. Like, it, it has so many inconsistencies and flaws, and so many things you can exploit. Um, mainly when it comes to like enemies spotting you. How far away they can spot you, or how far away they can't spot you, I should say. A lot of times you could be standing right in front of them. They won't see you. You can kill enemies right next to each other. They won't see you. You can run right past them, right through them, and they won't hear you. Which is weird for a game of this caliber that's this polished uh, and that has this much money spent on it. You could tell they spent some money on this game just by looking at it and listening to the voice actors and whatnot. High production values. For them to cheap out on the AI is just a little weird. Like, the AI is really, really funky in some spots. Um, yeah, Laura's just a goddamn monster, man, when it comes to sticking around these dudes and killing them, killing them. Like, they have no chance. You know, they have no, no defense for it. Really, really OP. 
Um, and it's kind of a problem because once you fall into a routine of uh, like getting through enemy camps and whatnot, you won't really change up how you approach combat, which is kind of a shame. Um, I know that's a lot of negatives, but yeah. Let me say something positive because it's not all bad. Um, the big action moments that these games have, you know, these Uncharted-like games, these Tomb Raider games, or Gears games, what have you, they have these crazy set pieces where seemingly everything around you is exploding and you fight waves and waves of enemies. This game has a handful of those, and those are all great. Um, there's one in particular I'm thinking of. I won't say anything about it. But it's, it's just, it's so fucking dumb. The amount of destruction that's going on while people are still fighting is so silly. But at the same time, it's, it's really, really fun. You know? Yeah, it's great. The problem is, is that it's not that many of those. So, yeah. Um, so what else is good about it? The exploration is good. Like the tombs, the collectibles. All of that stuff. This is probably the best it's ever been when it comes to that stuff. And there's a whole lot more of that. There's more exploration. There's more tombs, collectibles. Kind of useless collectibles if you ask me, but that's neither here or there. Um, so, like, if you into that stuff, if you're more into exploration and tomb, the tombs and the puzzles and all of that, you will probably enjoy this game a lot more than I did, but I liked the the original reboot because it had a healthy combination of everything. And that's what I prefer. So, uh, yeah. What else? Laura herself in this game, she, um, she hasn't really gotten any more interesting from the last game. She's still kind of She's still kind of boring. I prefer the old Laura from the old games. You know, the uh, the Daredevil, the, the Adrenaline Junkie, that character. She's totally not that anymore. And it's weird. She's really weird in this game. Because, like, some cutscenes, and, like, when you're talking to NPCs and whatnot, which this game also has a lot of, like, NPCs and side quests and all of that good stuff. Although, it's not really good in this game. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Laura, she's she's like really soft-spoken and like meek-mannered in a lot of the cutscenes and in a lot of the dialogue, and then in other cutscenes and in actual but in actual gameplay, she is like fucking Rambo and she's stabbing dudes stabbing dudes in the face and in the throat and stabbing dudes with arrows and all kinds of crazy vicious shit, um, which is fine, but I don't know. It makes her seem a little schizo. So yeah, not a very, not a very fun character. She smiles a few more times in this game, cracks a few more jokes, but other than that, she's still pretty wooden, still pretty boring. Um, they didn't really do anything to fix that. And uh, yeah, overall, I I didn't really love it. I think I like Rise a lot more, and I definitely like the original reboot. Uh, was it 2012? Tomb Raider 2012? I liked a lot more than this one. Probably the strongest one out of the three. 
uh, nitpicks. Um, this game has a lot of nitpicks. And you know, like nitpicks tend to add up into real problems. But yeah, this game has a few. The main one is um, the goddamn side quests are like just so average. <laughs> you know? And there's a ton of them, but just fetch quests, shit you've seen a million times. Uh, the fucking tooltips. Like, they have tooltips like, oh, you can use uh, arrows to confuse enemies, or, you know, uh, <laughs> you can you can combine these two items to make a bomb and throw them. You know, they're constantly reminding you of how to play. And if you know anything about me, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. You don't have to tell me 10 hours into the game what my options are in any given scenario. Like, I don't know if that's a bug or what, but that shit constantly pops up. Uh, another nitpick is sometimes the jumps are inconsistent. Like when you're platforming, uh, a jump you know you're supposed to make because obviously most of the platforming in these in these games, these Uncharted-like games, are very much in a straight line. You know exactly where to go and what to do. So, yeah, sometimes she'll just miss jumps. And it looks fucking awkward. It looks fucking weird. And a lot of times she'll die. And, um... It's not always your fault when you die like that, which fucking sucks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, overall, not a not a great game. Definitely not a must play of this crazy game release season we're currently in. Um, I see I've been going for almost 10 minutes now. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take this first break, come back, talk a little bit more about the history of Tomb Raider or my own history with the games. And uh, yeah, be right back. All right, here we go. Segment segment two. And if I didn't say it already, let me say it now. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, again, I don't know why you would want to listen to me rant about these fucking games, but I really, really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening. All right, so personal Tomb Raider history. Um. I did play the first Tomb Raider game way back in the day, in the 32-bit era, the Sega Saturn version. Played the Sega Saturn version before the PlayStation version. Um, a friend of a friend let me borrow it. I remember it quite vividly because he had been talking about the game years before it had even come out. He was already fucking crazy about Tomb Raider. And um, I just remember it being so fucking hard to control. Because if you remember back then, when uh, Tomb Raider first came out, this was before the analog stick was a thing. And this was one of the uh, first, I don't know if it was first for PC, but for console games, it was one of the first like 3D games, 3D character games, where you got to like move, move around a character in a 3D space. So, <laughs> sorry. Doing that shit with a D-pad, with just a D-pad, was fucking tough, man. It was really difficult. <laughs> I never did finish the first one. I had to give it back to him. Um, but I did play Tomb Raider 2. Now, this one I did play on PS1. And this one I did finish. This was the first one I finished. Now, what I remember about Tomb Raider 2 was there was a lot more action. It started off, uh, I think, in Venice. Yeah. 
start, starts off in Venice. There's a lot more like like dudes you have to fight, like guys, like mercenaries or whatever. Um, the first one wasn't really like that. It was you were really isolated most of the time. But this one had a lot more action in it, and you still had later on in the game you still had the tombs and whatnot. But yeah, it started off very much like an action game. Um, and they added vehicles. And yeah, that that's when I really, really started to like it. Like I didn't get the buzz with the first one, but then with the second one, I, like that's when I that's when it clicked. And usually when you finish a game, like it helps your appreciation of said game even more. So yeah. Next was Tomb Raider three. I did have Tomb Raider three, but I I don't think I played it past the first. Well, I got past the first level, and I didn't play it more beyond that. I know in this version of the game, you got to select where you wanted to go after the first stage, but the game was just so fucking hard. Probably the hardest one out of any other ones I played. Um, so yeah, I never never got around to playing it again or trying to finish it. But yeah, I did have it. I had two, I had three. And then after that, uh, I think, was it The Last Revelation or... I can't really remember. There were like three more Tomb Raider games um, in between like the movies and then we had a comic and then we had uh, <laughs> the developers. We had, we, had, we had all new developers come in. But after Tomb Raider 3, there were like three more games with the original core design team that I didn't play. Supposedly, The Last Revelation is like one of the best in the old style of the games. But I didn't play Tomb Raider again until uh, the 360 era, and that was with um, Tomb Raider Legend. I came really close to buying fucking what was it, Angel of Darkness on PS2, but it had such bad reviews, man. It scared me away, and everybody was saying how buggy it is, and it was Laura. She had it had like stealth mechanics, so it kind of looked like Tomb Raider slash Metal Gear Solid. Really fucking weird. So I never actually bought it. And that was a PS2 game. But anyway, uh, Crystal Dynamics takes over Tomb Raider. And then Tomb Raider Legend is released on the 360. Now this game was like... This game was really, really fucking good. Um, it was like a return to form. Because I, I, I guess like the core team, they had put out like two or three duds. Not very well-reviewed games. This one was well-received. And I, I really liked it, man. I thought Legend was dope. Um, yeah. Crystal Dynamics, they were the uh, Legacy of Kang guys. That's, or at least that's what I remember them from. They took over, and yeah, they just made Tomb Raider good again. After that, we got Tomb Raider uh, Anniversary, which was a remake of the first game. And it was uh, DLC for Tomb Raider Legend. And I also bought that one as well. And I, and even though it was a remake with much more refined refined mechanics than Tomb Raider One, it was a really good remake. I still didn't finish it. Um, not sure why, but yeah. Somewhere in between all of this craziness, we had two Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies. Uh, that I wasn't crazy about the second one, The Cradle of Life, but the first Tomb Raider movie. I gotta say, uh, I kind of dug it. I still do. <laughs> Not sure why, but 
that version of Laura Croft, like that uh that Angelina Jolie original Tomb Raider movie, like the way she acts and all of that, like that's the Laura I like. Anyway, you had a uh, image comic Tomb Raider run, I think like twenty four issues or something like that. They they had a Tomb Raider comic and then they had a Tomb Raider Witchblade comic and yeah. Laura, so Laura was still fucking red hot at the time. You had a whole bunch of Tomb Raider comics from I- Image. I've only ever seen the uh, Tomb Raider slash Witchblade comics. All of the other ones, I never really came across. Okay, so back to games. Uh, Tomb Raider Underworld was next on 360. Now, of the 360 uh, PS3 era, I thought this was the strongest game. A lot of people tend to disagree, but... um. I thought this game was great. It had everything that makes Tomb Raider good, in my opinion. A lot of exploration, a lot of multi-layer puzzles, and uh, a lot of good platforming. And Laura was still fun. She was still cool in that game. Uh, Laura back then was more like a superhero, which is what I was into. So after that, we had uh, the uh, the indie games, the, uh, the isometric, like... Uh, Smaller games, the Laura Croft games. Guardian of the Light was first. Um, and Guardian Guardian of the Light, Laura Croft and Guardian of the Light. That game was really dope, man, because it was like two-player co-op. and Yeah, it was like, uh, it was only like 15 bucks, I remember. <laughs> and it, had, it just had really solid uh, puzzles, gameplay, combat, all of that stuff. All while, all while having uh, co-op and a lot of co-op puzzles, like she had to do with your partner, which was a lot of fun. Um, I kind of thought it got snubbed that year it came out, though. I think it was 2012, 2013, because the uh, the, the indie dar- darling of that year was Limbo, and everybody was on fucking Limbo, but gameplay-wise, the Laura Croft game was better. Anyway, uh, somewhere in between all of this, Square Enix acquired the rights to Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, so Square Enix owns Tomb Raider now, or they at least own Crystal Dynamics. And uh, the reboot happens. The reboot happens. Tomb Raider. Now, the Tomb Raider reboot was, it was, they got a lot of shit for being an Uncharted clone, but single player wise, I thought it was a lot stronger than most Uncharted games. Definitely better than the first Uncharted definitely better than Uncharted 3. 2, that's that's a better argument to make. But yeah, a lot of the hardcore, like, old-school Tomb Raider fans, they did not like the 2012 reboot. Uh, But I dug it. I thought it was sweet. Then, of course, you have Rise of the Tomb Raider, which had uh, a year of exclusivity on the Xbox One, (laughs) which was weird, because I always considered Tomb Raider to be a PlayStation game. It's kind of weird saying to go to Microsoft. Um, definitely, uh, definitely an upgrade to 2012 in most aspects. You know, a bigger game, a longer game, more hubs, more action set pieces, more uh, skills, more abilities, more guns, all of that good stuff. And uh, yeah, just a really, really fucking solid sequel. Uh, which brings us to 
Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> For the trajectory that this latest reboot series has been going on, I kind of think this is a it's kind of a weak closeout for what's supposed to be her origin story. Um, yeah, I just, it's not, it's not a very good way to close it out. Like it's not a very good origin story. So I'm thinking, I'm guessing that they're either a going to have to do this again, reboot it again, because this formula, I think it's ran its course. I think this is it. This should definitely be the last one. They should go back to the drawing board. Maybe double down on. I don't know if I should say this or not. It's kind of a spoiler. Uh, the um, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider has a few. I won't go into detail. It has a few uh, horror elements in it. I would like them to double down on that stuff. That part of the game is fucking cool. Like a, an entire game that's like like a horror action game, like say like The Evil Within or something like that, that could be fucking dope. Um, because what they're doing now is just not, it's not working for me. It's not working for me. And uh, yeah, I'm actually at a loss for words. For, I'm actually at a loss of words here because I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just so average, you know. I will say this, though. If you like the last two games, you'll probably like this one. Um, if you're thinking about buying it, don't. Just wait for it to go, go on sale. That's your best bet. I'm pretty sure it's going to go on sale really quick. So just do that, man. Yeah. Ugh, this game. It's also weird because like, I'm not all that disappointed about it. It's just like whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, that's another 12 minutes. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up, man. I know it was a bit rambly and uh, sound like I was complaining a lot. I'm sorry about that, guys. Still trying to get a feel for this, and I'm still mostly trying to wing it with with as few notes as possible. So it gets a little weird sometimes. Anyway, with that said, again, thanks for listening. I'm out. Gonna do it again next week. Um, Assassin's Creed is next week. Odyssey. So, I'm sure that's like a 90-hour game. I won't get around to finishing it by next week. But, I can at least give some initial impressions. Alright, y'all. I'm out.